What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian McEldery, holistic life coach, business mentor, speaker, and author. And on this podcast, we discuss all topics uh, surrounded around health, business, and personal development from not only myself and my own experiences, but also from influential guests that I decided to bring onto the podcast that I believe can deliver some form of value to you that you begin to implement some tips, some tricks into your own life so you can begin to be the best version of yourself. So if that sounds good to you, go ahead and continue listening on to this particular episode, but also go and check out our other episodes. We know that they will help you as well. And if they do in some form or fashion, please let us know by just giving us a rating and review on the podcast on Apple. And if you could do that, if you're not on any Apple device, if you do not have Apple podcast and you're on another another platform, just email us, shoot us a direct message, let us know some form or fashion that you enjoyed the episode in the podcast so we can know how to improve and what we're doing well. And that just helps us uh, going forward. So thank you guys so much as always for our new listeners and our returning listeners. Uh, We appreciate and, and are so grateful for each and every one of you. So with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into this episode today, which we're going to be talking about. Don't kill me. Do not do not hurt me through this through this podcast. These these uh, microphone uh, <laughs> headphones that you have in, whatever you've got blasting right now, okay. For my women, okay, I cannot find the right man. The right man is not coming into my existence. Now, for you ladies that are uh, dating right now, for you ladies that are engaged and married, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but still, I want you to listen up. Maybe you can help your your other women around you. Maybe you can help some of the brothers. Um, I know myself, I'm not excluded from this, so I'm speaking from a man's point of view. So what I want to talk about today is really this notion that, okay, Brian, why can't I find what's wrong with these men out here? And I'll let you guys know right now, a a majority of my clientele, a majority of of people that come to me are female, are women. I would say around 80 to 85 to 90%. Okay. Now, my brothers, if you're listening to this, my men, hey, I'm open. I'm open. That does not mean I don't help my men. But it, it just goes to show you that our women nowadays, you can feel it, right? That they are empowered and and we love it, right? We love that our women are empowered. We love that they are trying to move themselves forward and, and, and do better. Uh, but however, when that comes and they're growing and they're excelling and, and they're, they're pouring into themselves, trying to be better and open and honest and transparent. But then us as men are trying to still hold on to this identity, these fears, these doubts, this this complex that we have as a man. How can we begin to even let the woman that we love into our lives? How can the woman be attracted to us truly if we aren't able to open up, if we aren't able to be understanding, if we aren't able to listen, be vulnerable? And there's a a complex two twofold really. So this can go both ways, but I'm really speaking from what I get out of a lot of women mostly, right? And when that comes, 
a lot of times what I respond as is that there's two different ways of looking at it that I find a lot of women doing. A lot of women are either attracted, natural, let's describe natural attraction, what, what love truly is. There's, there's this lust that comes and it's a human nature. It's in human nature that you're going to lust. Um, and, and that's a controllable factor, but it's a natural human state that we feel a sense of attraction physically to another individual. Now, there's the second form where there's attraction. That's a, a feeling of appeal, allure, your motivation to per- pursue somebody after you've seen them. And then there's this attachment phase, this this phase where you feel a sense of bond. You feel uh, you like you want to share a home. You have parental duties. You have mutual defense systems and safety and security in place. And, and these three ways, and there's many more, but these three ways are, are the natural human form of going from, hey, I'm, I think I'm interested. I think I'm attracted. I, I don't know if I need to move to the attachment, the commitment phase. And, and do I truly love this individual? And how can we define even love? Because nowadays we, we want to say that, hey, I, I'm I'm madly in love. I'm, I've, I've fallen in love. And one of my mentors told me this at a, at a young age when I was dating. And I say young age, I would say probably about 10 years ago or so. Um, he told me, Brian, don't let people fool you out here when love is the only answer. And I said, what does that mean? I, I love this person. Like I would do anything for them. And he said, you've got to understand that, you know, life is a business. And, and for some of you, don't get all riled up right now. You can, maybe you're madly in love and you're like, wait a minute, I, I am in love. Hear me out. You've got to understand how to manage your love twofold. So how can you create this life with this other individual? You need to talk about finances. You need to talk about you know, your life goals. You need to talk about the hard stuff. You need to talk about all different forms of life with this person that you love because with the divorce rates going up, with people unhappy, with people you know, not finding love until later in life, and, and that maybe they're trying to attach to someone right now because they feel like they're not going to find anybody. This is what happens a lot of times right now in in more of the millennial age and in our generation X looks at us now and they say, well, what's wrong with this younger generation? Because it just feels like they're out of whack. And I think that's because we're trying to find is if we don't have our lives in order, if things are still kind of rocky for us, how can we even bring someone else in? And then if we do, it feels forced. And now we're trying to manage two, two things. Right. So. When I hear a lot of times that women, and I wanted to define that, and I'm getting back on topic. When women say to me, Brian, where are all the good men? I don't understand. Um, you know, I, I, I'm attracted to this guy. He seems successful. He seems like he's doing things for himself. He's very dominant. And, and what happens a lot of times is I know when I was younger, you know, the women were attracted to, you know, the bad boy, the the dude that felt like he would could talk to anybody any type of way. But when women get older, they try to either still be attracted to that guy, but try to change him because they're looking for that stability. They're looking for that man that's going to take care of the household. They're looking for that man that's going to have responsibility and have uh, manners and, and decorum and respect. <laughs> but what happened? 
now there's this there's this shift where you're naturally attracted to dominance but what does dominance even mean and now you're trying to look for another guy that fits that mold and he's too nice and he's just the coat coat tailor yes babe yes okay he's the yes man and you're like wait a minute i want you to take control i want you to do these things i want you to have a say and it's kind of hard and I'm talking because I, I I want my brothers and my men to hear this as well. And if you're listening as a couple, that's great. I Our men, and again, I'm not excluding myself. I'm just talking from a man's perspective. Our men, we need to understand how to have both concepts, I should say, both personalities, understand how to have this vulnerability and understand ourselves better but also have the ability to step firmly and powerfully into uh, decisions, into um, the way and the direction of leading and leadership and what true leadership looks like when we're trying to lead um, a relationship, when we're trying to uh, balance corporate America or entrepreneurship or our own lives, our own struggles, and still have a relationship and understand, is that fair to the woman that we're dating or we're married to or we're engaged to? And are we being upfront and honest about, hey, I, I, I might need some support. Um, you know, what, what can we do to help us grow as a team? And when that happens, I find that when the open communication is there, and I'm speaking from experience as well. When open communication is there, I find that you have this friendship, this upfront honesty, this transparency in relationships where it allows people to move forward uh, through the tough times and the good times. Now, for my women, you're probably still waiting. <laughs> Brian, where in the world? Yes, you're speaking on all cylinders right now. Yes, I am either single and looking or right now I'm trying to help uh, my the man in my life develop. I'm trying to help him grow. I, I want him. And if you're listening right now and you're a man and you're like, hey, I, I know this about me. I know I need to grow. I know my partner. I know my my wife. I know my fiance, my girlfriend right now. I know, or this future woman in my life, I know she needs a better version of me. What do I need to do? And I want to give you some tips right now. And this is what I've learned really from the last four to five years, I always say, have been transformational for me because in these years during entrepreneurship has really been a personal growth journey more than anything. And what I've learned is that your story is so true. A lot of times we like to, specifically as a man, we like to put aside our faults. We like to put aside the things that are um, not appealing to society, what we think a woman might seem as weak. And we we don't address those things. We don't, if we're struggling in, in our finances, we don't want to bring that up. We don't want to uh, face that head on. If we're struggling right now in, in who we are, in things we know aren't good for our soul, we don't want to talk about those things or bring them up in conversation. I'm just going to suppress that right now, but I'm going to show up suited and booted. I'm going to put on the persona that I've got everything together and she's going to be attracted to me. But Eventually, those, 
you're going to overpower those weaknesses with dominance and you not ever want to talk about anything that is is real. And this could come out in many different forms and fashions, right? So one strategy is learning to love leading, okay? A lot of women, one strategy adopted by some women is to learn to love being the leader of a nice guy, okay? Now, if you run into a nice guy and you're like, hey, I want to groom, I feel like he's got some, it's in him, that that inner wolf, that inner lion is within him. How do I groom that? How, how do I bring that out of him? Because I will say to this day that, that there's no power like a woman's power of support that can bring something out of a man. Now, it is the man's responsibility, in my personal opinion, to own his own truth, to bring that out of him, to want that for himself. But also, it never hurts for that nudge in in that man's life to, to bring it out of him, to show him that he's worth more than he thinks he is. And learning to love being the leader of a nice guy, think empowered businesswoman, cougar, or even dominatrix, a woman that's just has everything together. And she's looking, she's tired of the BS guys. She's tired of the guys that, you know, have always done her wrong. She's tired of the bad boys. She's tired of this, the dude that's running, thinks they're running their life, but yet they're overcompensating for a weakness that they don't want to address. And she's like, Hey, I'll give this nice guy a try. All of these women relish being in charge, empowered, having their desires fulfilled, getting what you, you want pretty, you know, a, easily. This dominant approach may have a downside in resentment and rebellion, however, so be considerate and be persuasive. So in this situation of dealing with a nice guy, if you run into him, how can you just listen to him? How can you understand him better? Maybe be just a little bit more considerate, but also persuasive in getting him to understand, hey, I I, I see the the things that you're good at. I, I want to challenge you to bring that out that inner lion. I want to challenge you to lead us a little bit better. I want to um, take a step back maybe and let you lead, but I also want us to move together as a couple. Not telling him what to do, but this nice guy might seem like he's willing to listen. So try those different ways of, of if you're a dominant woman, which I find a lot nowadays because there's a bunch of beautiful, empowered women in our society now, and they have this dominance approach, but it can become detrimental to their relationships if they choose to have this nice guy because now they feel like, oh, well, he's not leading, he's not aggressive, you know, he's weak. How can you bring that out of him? Maybe he just needs that nudge. And then let him take the reins, okay? Following wisely. Other women choose to be cautious in love, looking for the right guy to be with, and enjoying their attraction to strong male leadership. So you're kind of cautious. You, you, you're looking for, hey, I just need to pick the right one. But you're attracted to this strong male dominant leader. Maybe the guy that walks in with the suited and booted and, hey, don't let that fool you. Like that's a facade at times. OK, these are what women, you know, evaluate and test a man to find the right guy and who will lead with their hopes, dreams and goals in mind. OK, 
Now, they find a man with strong, attractive attributes to swoon over, who will not end up treating him like a jerk. Now, how do you follow this more wisely? How do you kind of deal with this situation of looking for this male leader and you're trying to beat around the bush like, is this the right guy? I don't know. What happens is you 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 want to take a step back, in my personal opinion, from this guy and kind of observe from a distance. Let him act naturally, but also challenge him on things that, in my personal opinion, you see that he's not touching on. If he doesn't want to talk about those things, might be a red flag, in my personal opinion, from a man's point of view, you know, now being willing and able to talk about tough topics, not being, feeling like I'm being attacked, but hey, oh, well, I, maybe I didn't see that in myself. Maybe I do need to address that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, I'll definitely look into that. I'll, I'll definitely improve on that. And that happens a lot with us male dominant leaders. And I, I will self say myself included at, at a time point in time where I felt like I had everything in order. I needed to have everything in order. And if someone challenged me, I, I didn't want to uh, um, kind of receive that. Okay. Now, negotiation, sharing, and balance. Some women kind of choose to negotiate and share leadership roles with their partner. They divide life tasks and duties in different areas, uh, with each being the boss of different things. Perhaps she leads with finances. He takes charge of the kids, vice versa. We're in a different day and age now. The Things are just however you want your family to, to run, however you want your relationship to run. That's just how you want it to run. I, I personally believe now, uh, based on your upbringing. There's no right or wrong way of doing things. That way, everyone has a bit of leadership, responsibility, agreeableness, and therefore attraction and attachment too. So in my personal opinion, again, I, I, I'm talking about all these things, but what happens? What What is the common theme here that I want us to get out of this for my ladies and my men that are listening right now that are like, hey, uh, there's not a, there's a there's a lot of good men out here. I'm a, I'm a good man, you know. I, I'm waiting for that woman or ladies. Uh, there's no good men out here. They're all they're, they're doing nothing. They they don't they don't care. They don't they just don't have any uh, <laughs> charm anymore. They they don't have any this whole downplaying of men. And and if you're again, if you are married, if you are engaged, if you're in a relationship, I don't want you to settle. I want you to understand that. Um, from personal experience, again, if you do not know my story, you can go back and listen, but I was in a long eight to nine year relationship, um, was left with no explanation. And many might think, well, what happened? I don't, to tell you the truth, I have my ideas, but this was something that was, wasn't cheating, wasn't doing anything, uh, in my personal opinion, that caused that to come in an abrupt halt. Okay. So I'm telling you, communication. The common theme here, communication, and when we seek perfection, when women, you're seeking of this perfect guy, men, if you are trying to be this perfect man, you've got to understand that there's nothing such that exists. There's only one perfect entity on this earth 
There's only one perfect entity in our spirit. There's only one perfect entity in this universe, and that is the man upstairs. And all we can do is strive to be more godlike. If we can show that I'm trying to improve, I'm willing to improve, I'm willing to listen, I'm willing to speak up, I'm willing to have a discussion, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, I'm willing to have those tough conversations. I'm willing to maybe sacrifice a little bit. Again, like I said earlier, women love you all. Love all the amazing work that you're doing right now. If you're on this podcast, I'm pretty sure you're doing some amazing work. You're empowered. You're you're a leader. You're a leader in your household. You're a leader at, as a mom. You're a leader as um in, in your career, in your business, you're a leader everywhere in your community, at your church. And you're like, wow, I'm, I'm so exhausted. I want someone else to take the reins. I, I just need some support. I need some help. I'm tired of leading all the time. And I think that's the biggest thing. And nowadays when us men are not coming together as a unit, we're not coming together talking about the tough subjects. We're not coming together saying, hey, you know, brother, I need some support. We're not coming together investing in ourselves. We're not coming together taking risk. We're not coming together and we're not being real with ourselves when we're alone. And we're trying to just do what is necessary, what we think society tells us that we need to do to be, quote unquote, a man. What, what is the, even the definition of that? And that was rhetorical. Because nowadays there's so many different ways that you can define manhood and masculinity because there's a lot of women that have a lot of masculine traits. There are a lot of uh, women that have suppressed feminine traits. And again, there are a lot of men that have feminine, feminine traits and there are a lot of men that have uh, suppressed masculine traits. And that's okay, but you've got to find an equilibrium. You've got to find a way to pull out your masculine and suppress your feminine. You've got to find a way to bring out your feminine and suppress your masculine. There are many different ways of doing that because what we find is relationships and connections. And, and I'm not just talking about with love, but I'm talking about in general or while we are on this earth. And if we cannot manage um, and even define what love is, if we cannot accept that people have faults and we... You know, when, and again, going back to the whole topic of this, and as you see, I wanted to draw you in a little bit, but I'm really talking to our, my men and my women about improving themselves and this concept that women tell me, well, I can't find a good man. And a lot of times we, we expect that the man, and, and yes, this, there is some truth to this, what I'm about to say, that we expect the man to come so perfect, wrapped in a gift box that he is just going to show up on your doorstep with no faults. He has everything together and and I'm just supposed to sit here and and follow his lead and I, I'm willing willing to let him take the reins. Yes, depending on how you're raised, what you what your beliefs are, um, all of that. Yes, that that is there is some truth that I do believe the man is, you know, how I was raised, the protector and provider. However, in that, the pressure of life now, we find as a man that that's so much pressure that when we feel that we cannot even um, open up 
And that's putting more stress and strain in our relationships. It's putting more stress and strain on our bodies, on our mental capacity that we can't even move. It's hard for us to take risks. It's hard to us for us to make new connections and and step outside of our box because if we do, we're going to feel or or we're going to be shunned by our women that something is wrong or you shouldn't have done that or you're not supposed to be doing that or why are you doing that? That's not your role. <laughs> so we stay in our place. Am I right, brothers? Am I right to my men? Women, I'm not sure if you're agreeing or disagreeing, but this whole podcast is really to open up a discussion. It's really to get us to understand, and I always say this, and I'm going to say it again, I like to bring more insight to the table than info. There's still value in info and data and studies in making sure that there's validity behind it, but there's also an understanding that, hey, it's okay to have a different opinion. It's okay to say, hey, I understand what you're where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree. That's fine. But if you don't allow yourself to see other sides of the story, then it's going to be very difficult for you to welcome in somebody new into your to your ecosystem, into your space, into your love life, into your own life in general. If you're in a relationship currently and you're you're having trouble with those tough conversations, you're having trouble from both ends, from the man's point of view and the woman's point of view of what this even is, you know, what is our next step? How do we improve as a couple? How do we move forward? How do we last another 10, 20, 30, 40 years? You know, we said I do's and now what? This is so important. It's so important that we fall back on this simple concept, this simple theme of understanding that communication, understanding that opening up our two ears and closing our mouths for just two seconds to listen, to observe, to gain insight into the other individual that we are seeking, that we're trying to attract, that we have lust for, that we are trying to build a life with, that we maybe want to approach, that maybe we want to welcome into our lives, maybe that we have in our lives right now, that we want to, for him to improve, we want her to improve, we want to, from our men's perspective, we want to see that um, we are appreciated, we are loved, we are valued, we want to see that we are supported, uh, we want to understand that that woman is willing to listen to us, um, even in our hardest times. Um, for my women, are you willing to sit there and say, hey, my man is 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 open, he's honest, I understand that he's got so many things that are, are on his back right now that I want to support him so he can be the best man for our relationship, for our family, for their community, for for uh, society in general, so he can show up as best as possible in his career, his goal, his aspirations. And in that, that's going to allow me to have peace and rest at night that I can focus on my own goals, my things that I'm trying to improve. And if that is happening, what happens? We allow ourselves to both grow and evolve. And that's when you get that power couple. That's when you get two people that are so in sync that are willing to, that you've, you've seen it before. You've seen these couples that you aspire to be like. You see these people that are, it seems like they're friends. They're just two people that are growing together, challenging each other, having tough conversations, supporting each other, crying with each other, laughing with each other. 
And when this happens, women, if you are single right now and you're looking for that, that man, it's because it's so important for me to, for everyone to find joy and happiness. If you're looking for that, how do you attract that? How do you attract that? Not how do you go seeking, trying to capture it, try to mold it into what you perceive as the man for your life. But how do you let God place the man into your life that needs to be there? How do you attract him? How do you welcome him in for his faults, his good and his bad? Support him. Say, hey, I, I want to I wanna try this out. I think I, I feel something here from a higher power that's placed this into my life and I feel like I need to listen right now. But this didn't show up in the box that I wanted it to. So guys, if you felt like this episode helped you in some form or fashion, please let me know. Uh, let me know what your thoughts. If you disagree, agree, um, I, I love to have uh, a discussion. <laughs> um, but this is just really just bringing out some thoughts of mind, uh, speaking from the heart of what I hear all the time. You know, I can't find the man. The man, I just don't understand. There's no good men out here. Why is everyone being blessed and I'm not being blessed? Or right now I feel like I'm in the wrong thing. Or how do I improve my relationship? All that goodness. Um let me know, guys, what you think. Uh, please rate and review this episode, uh, this podcast. Let me know. And uh, thank you so much for joining me on this 16-day sprint from 2019 into 2020. And we will see you in tomorrow's episode. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you later.